Hey gorgeous, how you doing? Welcome back to the Golly Girl Talk Podcast, sis. It's your host, Valora, aka V Baby. I'm so excited to be with you all again today. I hope that your week is going well, whatever time you're listening to this podcast or whatever day you're listening. Um, I hope that all is well with you, sis. And I love you. Um, and I'll be saying that again at the end of the podcast because I just love you so much. But always remember that God loves you more. So let's jump in to today's topic. It is S-I-N, that three-letter word. Mm. Ooh, it's heavy. It's heavy. And we live in a world right now where sin is like not even recognized as something that's bad. That's something that's out of the normal. It's actually abnormal for you to try to live a sin-free life. Um, It's boring, you know, based on the culture. It's boring. It's lame. Um, It's just, you know, it's restrictive. But I'm here to tell you today, it is actually very, very freeing. I have never uh, felt so free and joyful and peaceful in my life. Um, I can only imagine had I been like living in sin during this coronavirus, like I literally probably would have lost my mind. I would have been uh, anxious times 75, um, probably popping all kind of whatever to relax me. So I just thank God for, uh, you know, freeing me and bringing me out of bondage. Um, and really, it's just me surrendering, actually. Um, I mean, of course, it's God doing the work, um, but it was me to, you know, surrender to his work. Um, but anyways, we're going to talk about sin today. We're going to go in depth. Um, so first, what is sin? Okay. Um, we need to know exactly what is sin. So First John 3 and 4 tells us that everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. Sin is an offense against God and his law. Sin is simply an offense against God and his law. So it's anything that you do that offends God and against his law. All right. Um, Sin breaks God's heart. When we sin, we break God's heart. And that's that has been really helpful for me you know, each and every day, like, you know, cause I still get tried. I still get provoked, um, to sin, but I think about the effect that it's going to have on God and then me. Um, I think about how God would think about, you know, I think about how, what God would say about me or what God would be, you know, feeling towards me at that moment. Like, dang, you broke my heart. You know what I'm saying? And so I try not to break his heart. Like I understand that I'm going to be imperfect and I am going to fall short. Um, but I don't, I try my best not to, to, you know, fall short. If I can, um, control it, you know, with his Holy spirit in me, if I can control it at any, you know, at any point. So where did sin even come from? The origin, uh, I'm sorry, the origin, origin. Wow. The origin of sin started with Lucifer. Um, the man wanted to take God's place. Basically he wanted the control. So then he was thrown out of heaven for that foolishness that he tried to pull. Um, and then he went on his voyage down on earth to kill, steal, and destroy everything that God had planted. And of course his first one, his first victims were Adam and Eve, which were the first people that were planted on the earth. Um, and I just think about Lucifer, like, bro, I, I was just like him. 
like not to steal, kill and destroy. Um, but I wanted the control. I wanted to dictate my own life and then have God put his blessing on. Me. And that's just not how it works. Cause God knows us. God knows our motives. I'm, I'm, I'm going to just share a story um, about my personal life. Cause I like to share stories so that you guys can have a real practical um, understanding of things. So I had prayed and asked God to send me um, a man of God. And this was like, mm, I don't know. It was before I got married. I, I was single for like three and a half, four years before I got married. And so I had been praying, you know, all that time since I had left the previous relationship. And, um, you know, one year went by, two years went by. And I was cool because I'm like, I need to work on myself. I need to heal from the relationship that I was currently in or that I was previously in. Um, that I had gotten out of and that God had freed me from. So I, you know, I made a promise to myself and God that I would not go into a situation without his approval again. So three years, you know, like I said, three and a half years went by and I was like, maybe God need my help because he taking too long. Like, so I went and I found me a man. Now he wasn't living a Christian life, but heck, neither was I. Um, I wasn't living it for real. I was, you know, lukewarm as lukewarm gets. I was warm, baby. I was over here. I was I was cold. I was hot. I, I was I was all over the place. Okay. Um, and I knew that this man was nothing that I had prayed for. But because I was tired of waiting on God, like I said, I took what I thought was the best option at that moment. And I knew I wasn't ready to be a wife because check this. I was cheating on my current husband at that time. I was cheating on my first husband, rather. I should say my first husband, all of our first husbands. I was cheating on God. And how was I cheating on God? Because I wasn't giving him, I wasn't fully committed to God. So anytime that you're not fully committed to God, you're cheating on him. Period, point blank. Because he is your first husband. You're, we're his bride. Males and females, we are his bride. We are God's bride. And so, um, so yeah, I knew I wasn't ready to be a wife because if you, you know you're not ready to be a wife when you're not committed to your first husband. The, the husband that you that you are joined with when you convert you know convert over to Christianity when you convert you know to a Christian to that Christian life you're you're not if you're not committed to that wall then you cheating on your first husband because that God is remains first even after you marry on this earth God still remains first and so if you can't commit to him how you gonna commit to number two mm -mm. so I thought with my smart self like I said I found this man and um, we got along well and, you know, still have good chemistry to this day. He's my homie. Um, and I thought, hmm, you know, this is a good relationship. You know, we're getting along well. We have fun, da, da, da. So I thought, put God's stamp of marriage on it. And that would just bless everything. Well, for a while, <laughs> it worked. I thought it did anyway. Um, and, you know, I thought I had it going on. Pride through the roof. But baby... God stopped me in my tracks several times, which I ignored a lot of different times. Um, and it wasn't until I was forced out was when I was just like, you know what? I, I got to surrender. I got to stop. You know, I'm pretty much at a point where I ain't, I ain't got no choice but to surrender. And God will bring you to that place of rock bottom to the point where you don't have no other choice but to surrender. And so, um, like I said, God knows our motives. And he basically said, you tried it, boo. You tried it. And that led me right to a divorce. So I'm telling you right now, sis, whoever you are, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because people told me, don't do it. Don't do it. And I ignored 
ignored and ignored. And here I am. But it was good for me. It was good that it needed to happen because I wouldn't be the woman that I am today if it did not happen to me. So, but you don't have to go through that. I hope that you hear the sincerity in my voice because I mean it. <laughs> you don't have to go through it. Um, but it is going to be hard to break free. But when you do anything outside of God's will, you may think you get away with it for a little while, but now, sis, you don't. You're going to feel that heat. You are going to feel that heat. But like I said, you'll be a blessing to so many after you go through the fire. Um, your story will just be a blessing to so many. Kind of like what God is doing through me now. So, back to sin. Because <laughs> we got off into a little deep little story. But anyways, biblical fact, blibber, biblical fact about sin. There is no sin greater than the other. And I think a lot of people don't understand that. But there is no sin that's greater than the other. Murder is the same as gluttony, which is overeating, overdoing anything. Um, rape and molestation is the same as boasting. So basically, you rape or you molest somebody, it's the same as saying, I got all the money, I'm good, I don't need nobody, I'm, um, my job, love me, they'll never, they'll never be able to make it without me. Um, you will never make it without me because... I'm the reason you got everything you got. Um, it's the same thing. It's just if you raped somebody or molested somebody. Lying is the same as stealing. So even if you say, um, I didn't put that there and you lied, it's the same as if you had stole a million dollars. Same, same, same sin. Adultery, cheating, is the same as sloth. Sloth means laziness. It means, you know, couch potato, like you just chilling. You ain't productive. You, um, you know, you just, you, you, you sitting around wasting time. Homosexuality, which is the same, you know, the same sex situations, same sex, same sex attraction is the same as gossiping. So you gossiping about your homosexual friend, you sinning just like your homosexual friend. Yep. Just like that. And I love that God did that because we, as people, we will definitely try to put a heavier weight on somebody else's sin. And I'm I'm speaking about myself right now. Definitely thought, okay, my sin ain't like that sin. Well, she did that. He did this. I only did that. No, ain't no only, baby. Your sin is the same as theirs. It's the same as theirs. You disobey God and they cheated. Same as same sin. Same sin. Um, pride, greed, selfishness, envy, lust, all that is sin. And it weighs the same. Nothing else separates us from God but our sin. You ever felt like God was far from you or you couldn't hear him? I encourage you to examine your heart and ask God to show you what has distracted you from him. Some people say they don't have control over their sin, but the Bible says that through the sacrificial death of Jesus Christ, we're no longer slaves to sin. What Tasha, what Tasha Cobb say? I hear the chains falling. No more bondage. No more captivity. Sin no longer has a hold on us. Jesus, died, Jesus Christ died for our sins. So that means we're free from sin. We can live a life that's free from sin. That, that death gave us the power to live free from sin. The Holy Spirit living in us gives us the power to live free from sin. Now, does this mean that we will never sin? No, but this means that consciously we will not be sinning. And if we are, we're repenting 
and turning. So that's big. Repenting, saying, God, listen, I committed X, Y, and Z. God, I lied. God, I cheated. God, I stole. God, I, whatever it is, God, I was prideful in that situation. God, I lusted after this person or this thing. Or God, I, I made this thing an idol. I made money an idol. That's repenting. And then turning is saying, okay, God, I am not going to do this anymore. I need your strength to help me to not do this anymore. And then creating a plan on how you're not going to do that. We'll talk more about that plan later um, in today's podcast. So, I mean, today's episode. Sorry, y'all. Okay, so we do have control over our sin. So if you ever hear somebody saying that, if they're a Christian, they're a believer, they have control over their sin and you need to let them know, yes, you do have control. Jesus Christ gave you control. Jesus Christ died on the cross so that you can have control. He gave you power over sin. You cannot break free from sin on your own. That's true. You definitely need God. And so let's break down how we break free from sin. Like as I as I uh, just spoke, just said, admit the sin to God. Ask for forgiveness and his help. Confess your sin to a godly friend and ask for accountability. And don't go to someone who is not striving to live Christ-like or don't go to someone who is struggling with the same sin that you are because y'all can't hold each other accountable. I can't go to um, someone who is a, uh, a, you know, like a person who likes to be in control because I've, I've struggled with being trying to be in control and not allowing God to fully control my life and be in, in control. I can't go to somebody who also struggles with that control because we're not, we, you know what I'm saying? We're both weak. We need somebody that's strong so they can help me up when I'm weak. All right, so you're going to admit the sin to God and ask for forgiveness and his help. Confess your sin to a godly friend. And there's a verse, uh, I believe it's 1 John 1 and 9 that says, confess your sins to one another and God, and he'll free you from them. Just like that, you're free from them. Thank you, Jesus. Renew your mind daily in the word of God. Study how God tells you to live. Because if you're reading that word, listen, the word of God is is God breath. It's, It's living. It will read you about yourself. It will give you your whole life if you want it. So if you're reading the word of God and you're truly trying to understand who God is and what he is saying to you in that particular scripture, verse, um, chapter of whatever book you're reading, you cannot have your mind not renewed. It's just impossible. Your mind will be renewed. It's up to you to walk in that renewed transformation. Surrender your life every day. Wake up every day. God, I give you my entire life. I give you my day. I ask that you guide me. I ask that you show me the way. I ask that you uh, speak through me. Live through me. Breathe through me. I ask for your perspective. Identify, this is big right here. Identify the people, places, and things that lead you to sin. So, for example, drinking may lead you to lusting. Drinking may lead you to fornication. The club may lead you to twerking. Okay? Uh, That fine man who's dressed nice might cause you to fall into lust or fornication or, um, you know, anything that's outside of God. So, you got to remove those. You got to remove yourself from those type of situations. Those people. Sometimes people in your life don't have to move back. Because if those people cause you to sin... Then you got to you got to determine if they gonna be priority or if God gonna be priority in your life. Don't be watching romantic movies if you are dealing with with uh, lust or you know fornication. 
Don't put yourself in the way of temptation. Pray when you feel vulnerable. Have a backup plan. And that backup plan may be calling your accountability partner to process how you feeling in that moment. Before you, before you, you know, take it to that point of like fall, you know, actually falling into the sin. Go for a run. Get your mind, you know, focus your mind on God. Read the Bible. Worship. So I, I talked about, I think I've said it um, during this episode, living in sin and falling in sin. There's a difference between living in sin and falling in sin. Living in sin is knowing that the act is a sin and doing it every day or continuously doing it. Like an example is when I was living with my boyfriend and having sex with him, knowing that God said that's a sin and I live with him every day. That's living in sin. You live in a life of sin. When I tell you I felt every bit of it, I cried. I was so unhappy. Even when I was happy, I was unhappy. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't long before I was crying about something. It wasn't long before something was falling apart in my life. It, I didn't have no peace. I didn't have no joy. Because when you live in sin, when you living outside of God's will, you not, you don't have a covering. You're not protected. God ain't going to bless it. People be like praying. And I was too living in sin and praying to God. God probably like, baby, <laughs> you think I am baby girl? Who you think I am? You think I'm just going to bless you? Why you live in disobedience? That's just like a child. Your That's just like your child is a mother. That's like your child disobeying you and then saying, mama, can I, can, can I get those Jordans? Mama, can I go outside with my friends? No, you cannot. You have been disobeying me. So no, you can't get those Jordans. No, you cannot go outside with your friend. You can sit in that room. You're on punishment. And if you continue to disobey me, you're just going to stay on punishment. Basically, if you living in sin, you're just going to stay. You're just going to stay unhappy. You're going to stay unblessed, uncovered until you decide that you want to get out of that. But good thing about God is even when you decide you want to get out of it after living in it, for it don't even matter for how long. He's right there welcoming you back open, back, back with open arms. Like, come on, baby. Come on back in. Come on back in. Daddy got you. That's a good God. That's a good, good God. And I'm thankful for that. You know, I used to hear people say, well, what about the people that's living in sin um, until they die or whatever? You know, but they have confessed with their mouth that they believe Jesus, you know, is their is their Lord and, and Savior. Well, they'll just have a life full of hell. That's it. I believe that God will still, you know, let them into heaven, but they'll have a life full of hell because they living in sin. And sin leads to death. Falling in sin. What is falling in sin? Falling in sin is you committed an act that you know was wrong. You repented. You turned from your sin. Found an accountability partner. And is renewing your mind in the word of God. And you may, you know, sometimes people fall into a certain sin more than once. But you're not, you're not falling into it the same way, period. Because if you are, then you're you living in it. And God, listen, you cannot trick God. Like, you can trick me. You can trick people. We can trick each other. We can play all kinds of tricks and games with each other. But God, baby girl, you cannot play him, period, point blank. He knows He knows us better than we know ourselves. He knows Valora. He knows when Valora is saying... If I'm praying to him and I'm saying, God, I did not mean to do that. And I did. Oh, he know. And he going to straight up tell me, yes, you did. Yes, you did. In the middle of me saying, 
God, I didn't mean to do it. He gonna be like, yes, you did. And I ain't and I ain't got no choice but to cry in because I know I, I knew I knew you knew. I knew you knew I meant to do it. So I'd rather go to God and be straight up. God, look, I, I did that because I, I did it. I did it. I was wrong, but I don't want to do it again. And I'm not gonna do it again in the name of Jesus. And I, this is how I'm gonna prevent myself from doing it again. Because I'm gonna renew my renew my mind in the word of God about this subject matter. I'm going to toss my accountability partner to let her know, him or her know what's going on. And I'm telling you right now, I need your help. I need you to guide me. I need you to keep me from that. I need you to show me areas about me that's not in your way. I need you to show me how I, how I came into that. So make sure you fill in your mind with the word of God, positivity, positive people, spiritual podcasts, songs whatever because that stuff plays in your mind and that's how you fill your mind with good stuff you fill your mind with the things of god because if you fill your mind with the things of god it's it's a lot harder for you to fall into sin it's a lot harder for you to be tempted it's not it's not going to say that you're not going to be tempted at all but it's a lot harder also the fruits of the spirit make sure that your your life lines up with the fruits of the spirit are you, is what I'm about to do or say or think, is it kind? Is it compassionate? Is it loving? Is it joyful? Is it peaceful? Is it long suffering? Is it faithfulness? Is it gentle? If it doesn't line up with the fruits of the spirit, nine times out of 10, it's sin. Because the opposite of everything, uh, every fruit of the spirit is the fruit of evil. And, and the biggest thing with seeing y'all, the biggest way that you can break sin off your life is your relationship with God. Because, and I tell people this all the time, baby, you can serve on every ministry at the church. You can be running to the church every day. You can be feeding all the homeless people in your town. You can do all these religious practices, but still be full of sin. And it's going to show. It's going to show. Period. People are going to be able to see seeing all over you. But the biggest thing is having a personal, intimate relationship with God. And I believe that needs to be a whole topic. I believe God is leading me to that because like people need to know how to build a personal relationship with God. Like people have grandfather relationships. They got mother, you know, mother relationships thinking that they got, you know, a relationship with God through their mother. No, you don't have, your mother has a relationship with God, but you don't, you don't get it through her. You have to get it on your own. And God has planted in us all a, a desire to have a relationship with him. Like even the people that don't even know God, even the people that don't even believe in God, even the people that, you know, just feel like God is fake. They, they have a desire in them. You, you, you will hear them say that they're empty because only God can fill you up. There will always be a void in your life when you don't have God. But when you have God on the opposite side of it, on the, on the other hand, when you have God, you are full, you are, you are healed, you are whole. It's such a blessing, y'all. I cannot, I cannot even begin to explain to y'all like how sometimes I have to pinch myself because it just don't even feel real. And I think back to my life, you know, to my past, and I'm like, man, 
And all this time I had been wanting this. All this time I've been trying to get it in other people and in achievements and um, you know, all these things, but I could only get it through a personal relationship with God. And since I encourage you, it behooves you to seek out a personal relationship with God. It really behooves you to get to know God on a personal level. Because once you do, he will bless your whole life. Like seriously, he will bless your whole life, your whole entire life, leaving nothing out. Like you will lack no good thing, seriously. You try to you try to have a personal relationship with everybody else. You try to build something with everybody else and you're going to be left empty every time. But if you have you seek that personal relationship with God and you pursue that relationship with God and you put that first, everything else will be added unto you. Matthew 6:33 says, to "Seek first my kingdom, and all these things will be added unto you." All these things will be added unto you. So everything else will be added unto you. And then your relationship with Christ. And that's another thing. Y'all watch Pastor Mike Todd because he's amazing. Um, your relationship with Christ, it flows into all of your other relationships. Like when my relationship with, with Christ is good and where it needs to be, all of my other relationships with everybody else are where they need to be. So having that relationship with him is what dictates how your other relationships will go with your parents, with your cousins, with your with your family as a whole, with your friends, with strangers on the street. Cause I have I, I build good relationships with strangers on the street. And that's and that's not by my power. That's not by my strength. That's because my relationship with God is where it needs to be. And that's every single day work. I have to put in work just like you would with anybody else. You can't put God on the shelf. God is with me everywhere I go. I'm talking to God all throughout the day. It's my life. It's a habit for me now. It's not something that pretty much if I don't do it, you're going to know I didn't do it. You're going to know I ain't been talking to God. You're going to be able to sense it. I sense it. I'm like, hold on. You you tripping right now. What's going on? You need to go. You need to go on in the room with, with, with God. You need to go on, spend some time with him because I don't know. You're lacking. You, 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 you know, you're anxious, you're worried, you're, you know, you're sad, all that. He, he fixes all that. He has a cure for all of it. God promises a good life here on earth. It might not look like the world good, but it's good. And you want that. I know you do, sis. You would not be listening to a podcast called Godly Girl Talk if you didn't want it. I love you so much and I pray that this message lovingly convicts you to live how God has called you to live, to develop a personal relationship with him. And I'm going to come back with an episode on um, how to build a personal relationship with God soon so that we can just, you know, break down the steps of that because I'm a very practical person. So I love to have like steps of how to do something. Don't tell me to do something and not tell me how to do it. So I'm going to come back with that. I love you, man. Again, I love you so very much. God loves you very much more than I do, uh, more than I could ever. Um, and I just want you to be blessed. Ah, 